This is your host Chukudi, and you're listening to the Other Experts podcast. Hi, welcome to this episode of the Other Experts podcast. My name is Chukudi, and I am your host on the show. Um, brief side note: um, we would love some feedback about the podcast, and we will appreciate it if you could send us your comments, thoughts and suggestions on all the different um, social media platforms um, facebook twitter linkedin or instagram and if you are enjoying the episodes um, please rate and like us on apple podcasts um, spotify google play or soundcloud uh, depending on where you listen to the show if you listen to it on all of those then just feel free to rate and like us on all of those um, back to our scheduled program. Today we have Usman Garbar. I pronounced out right in the house for this episode. Um, Usman is Nigerian. He's a technical trainer and claims to be an expert chef in Nigerian stew. Like he said, my name is Usman, but uh, it's Garba. The okay. R is not silent. <laughs> Oh my bad. Uh, yes, it's okay. Uh, I'm a technical trainer here in Malaysia uh, with Salbatel, but I'm indirectly working for HP. Yeah, right. So it's like an uh, outsourcing company for HP, and they have a lot of other projects like Google, Apple, Oracle, and what is what is SAP. And we have a lot of projects on the Salbatel as well. So I'm directly on the Salbatel, indirectly on the HP. So what I do basically daily is I train new HP employees on HP products, uh, why they are better than the competitors, right. why they should buy HP. Basically, just the technical aspect of it. All right. Yes. All right. Uh, that's on the um, 9 to 5 part or 10 to 6 part. And what do you do when you're not at work? Who's Usman Gabar outside of the office? Ooh. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> uh, I'm a lot of... Okay, basically what I do is uh, I do read a lot. Right. Not just saying it for saying it's sake. I, I do read a lot. I'm working on a research now right. uh, on the side because I'm thinking of uh, maybe going back to school this year, hopefully. <laughs> With you, you already have a master's degree. Yes, right? yes, I do. Uh, so what is this going to be... Uh, PhD, hopefully. All right. <laughs> on, on IT. All right. So um, after my nine to five, I come back home, rest a little bit, and then if I have a little bit of energy, then I just uh, do a little bit of research. Right. So my research will be on um, Internet of Things, uh, IoT, and then blockchain. You might not have heard of blockchain, but you probably heard of Bitcoin. Mm. So blockchain is the technology underneath Bitcoin. It's, I, small fact, I wrote an article on blockchain. Uh, itself? Like, yeah, on, like two years ago. So yeah. Okay, that's great. <laughs> then I need you on one of my papers. <laughs> and that's, it's not that much of a serious article. I just <clears throat> like got people, I'm like experts in the industry and I talk to them about the technology and yeah. Okay, that would yeah. be good. I will need some of your connects then. <laughs> <laughs> Might be good. Okay, anyway, that's what I do. And I watch TV series as well. Right. Um, yeah, 
Then weekends, I just go basketball. That's it. All right. Do laundry, iron my clothes, get ready for the week ahead. Oh, yeah, that's basically Osman in a summary. So you clearly like work Monday to Friday, uh, because like even on the weekends you're getting ready for the next week again. But yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That it just hit me now. All right. <laughs> so I'm just thinking about yes. I I work usually Monday to Fridays, but uh, however I do have a colleague. He's also doing the same thing that I do. So sometimes uh, we just switch over right. because uh, HP keeps having uh, employees week in, week out. So sometimes he just take over the training. Uh, sometimes I do some of it. And then we might have a week that uh, we don't have any new employees to train. So we just arrange maybe refresher training for current employees or we just work on new materials. So it's in between. Right. Yeah, some weeks can be totally packed. Mm. Some weeks I can be a little bit free and uh, building on content or working on other projects because I also handle technical training for the Cisco team right. as well. Right. Yeah. So basically that's what I do, Monday to Friday. Weekends I try to relax a bit and then sometimes I cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of food do you cook? Like Nigerian food? Yeah, yeah. Nigerian you, food. You experiment a lot. No, I don't experiment a lot. I just stick to one routine. <laughs> uh, I think I'm an expert in Nigerian stew. Oh, okay. Yes. But you know, Nigerian stew has like different variations, right? Like different ethnic groups cook it differently. Okay. You are from, you are from the north, right? Yes, I'm from the north. And I am sure the way you cook your stew is going to be different from how people in the south, in the west. And like well, yes, I, I have a colleague, uh, Abdul. Uh, he's from he's from Lagos, All right. uh, but his own stew. The only difference is his, his is a little bit more spicy than <laughs> mine. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, and then his meat. He 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 cut the meat really really big. Right. Like it takes you time to actually chew on one of those. Mine are a little bit short, little, so you can just All right. eat it as much as you can. Yeah, so All that's right. it. You mentioned um, TV shows. What's, what kind of TV shows do you watch? Oof, I, I have a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, a phone app right. that actually tracks all my apps. But right now what I'm watching is uh, Mindhunters. All right. And then I watch uh, Dirty Money. You okay. should watch that. It's on Netflix. What, what's it called? Dirty Money. Oh, Dirty Money. All yes, right. it's about uh, corrupt companies, especially in the US. Volkswagen was there. And then uh, Valiant Pharmaceutical was there. Right. Which other company? Every episode, ah, Donald Trump was there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. uh, I do watch Scandal. I watch This Is Us. I watch The Quad. I watch Blacklist. I watch uh, Cyber War. Right. I watch Criminal Minds. A lot, a lot, a lot. Right. Yes. No, in- Insecure was it. It, it, was, it was the show to watch uh, last year. Right. Insecure and Atlanta, they were just up there. All right. Yes, uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to the new season for Insecure and season two of uh, Atlanta. Daniel Gova, he does back. We, he just left us waiting. <laughs> we, oh, a lot of people I've met recently are all in IT. Mm. Um, what made you choose IT as something you want to do? It's, it's, it seems like... Like a lot of the Nigerians, Africans, mm. all gravitate towards IT. doing IT, working in IT. I don't. I'm, I mean, uh, for me personally, mm. 
when I was in secondary school. Yeah. I just want to be a doctor like every other Nigerian kid. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was excited about it. I was so into biology. That's uh, where the money was mostly or you just liked it. Yeah, I just I just liked it. But as I was growing up, I realized I'm really scared of blood. Oh, okay. I don't want to see blood. If there's an accident over there, I'm going 100 km per hour <laughs> to the opposite direction. So I just said to myself, uh, I can't be a doctor like this. So I finished my work in 2004. Yeah. So I was just hanging around in an internet cafe. That is how it all started. Yeah, right. And the internet cafe also have a computer school that they run beside. Yeah, right. So I convinced my dad while waiting for work, waiting for jump, you know how it is. <laughs> so yeah. So I was I was uh, I enrolled into the computer school. I was able to convince my dad to get me a desktop. It was it was a tough thing to do, but he actually got me one. And that is how it all started for me. Yeah, right. So after that I went into Kaduna Polytechnic right. doing science lab tech or some shit like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Just just let it go. It's, it's fine. Just keep going. Something like that. Yeah. Right. So after that uh yeah. then there's a informatic institute. It's a computer school uh in Singapore. Right. Then then the governor of Jigawa state brought that school to Nigeria and all the people that are really passionate about uh, computers they all all around the country we have a lot of people there from different states so i was uh, fortunate to be one of them i joined it was on scholarship yeah. I, i was lucky to get it so that's how it all started for me i, I learned computer programming discrete mathematics database computer networks that's when it, it really hits me that I love this. I want to do this. <laughs> yeah. So after that, if you finish that, what you get is uh it's a it's a two year program but you can finish it in 16 months. Yeah, right. So I finished in 16 months that was in 2008. But Nigerian universities don't recognize the certificate. Oh, okay. So the certificate <laughs> you get is called International Advanced Diploma in Computing. So most of the schools in Nigeria don't even know what that is or what informatics is. So you end up looking for schools abroad <laughs> that's how i started looking out uh, of nigeria and i looked at a lot of countries and i end up getting malaysia malaysia was my last choice <laughs> <laughs> i was disappointed but but when i came came to malaysia i was excited because my hopes were really down but when i came uh, it was because my expectation was low so what i saw was beautiful and i liked it And then I chose to continue my study there in IT as well, but this time around I focused on computer networks All specifically. Right. Okay. Yes. So I did two years, got my degree in computer networks, and then I went on to this is in IUKL Infrastructure University. Go IUKL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a really good foundation there in computer networks. This is a free promo <laughs> for IUKL. <laughs> Yeah, they, they don't get to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they don't pay me for this, but they should anyway. Yeah, anyway, from IUKL, then I just enrolled in University Malaya for my masters, also in computer networks. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. So I I finished there, did my research. I was lucky enough to have a publication on software defined networks. So yeah, that's it. And then I. 2015 I got certified as a CCNA Cisco certified network associate. Right. So now currently I'm studying for my CCNA security 
not just because I want to, because I have to. My CCN is expiring soon. <laughs> no choice. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. So to answer your question, that's how I got into IT. All right. And since then, I've been strongly into it. I love it. Okay. Uh, you mentioned like Malaysia wasn't really your first choice. Yes, yes, yes. And then you got here and you enjoyed, you, know, you liked what you saw. Yes. Um, what was it like integrating into the culture here? Was there like a culture shock? Yes, yes. Like uh, I mean, the first time there's a culture shock. Uh, first off, I don't know, uh, but everything feels weird. Everything smells weird. I don't know if it's the food. Okay, wait. What, when you say, what is everything? What is everything? I mean, the atmosphere, the air, it feels different. Yeah. Uh, the food feels different. But when I came in, my first week, I just keep eating everything. I was like, oof, I can get used to this. It's so easy. My friends were just looking at me, okay. Don't, don't mind this one. After one week, I was admitted. I, I really got sick. I think oh, okay. food poisoning or something of that nature. Okay, this was in 2011. Maybe you were just eating at the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> But then uh, I don't really get to integrate with a lot of locals yeah, right. because uh, when I came in, I, most of my friends are here. Yeah, right. Most of my friends that actually finished from informatics because they end up being in the same situation as I am. They have yeah, right. to look for school outside. Yeah, right. So... I just end up in the same circle with the same circle of uh, Nigerian friends. Right. So we end up being together most of the time. I didn't really associate much with the locals. It was maybe 2013. That was, uh, I started maybe meeting some friends, hanging out with some friends like that. Yeah. yeah so what's, what's your social circle like now? You have a lot of local friends a lot of yes yes like, now i do because of uh, work and right. then school yeah i do have a lot of um not really locals but other internationals as well all right yes you you mentioned the so when you go play basketball there's a lot of international people oh when i go basketball the one just nearby my house is all chinese kids okay <laughs> i'm the only African, or you can say black dude. <laughs> they have a name that they call me in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it means, but I feel it has to do with blackness. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. But if sometimes if I go to IUKL to play basketball, it's all a mix of internationals. We got locals, we got other Nigerians as well, we got some other African brothers as well. Yeah. yeah. So, what would you say is or has been your favorite thing about being? Um, here in Malaysia, what's your favorite experience so far? Hmm. That's that's a very good question. Mm. Uh, favorite experience? I mean, uh, experience in terms of work, in terms of school, in terms in of terms food, of, in terms of every anything. It can be food. It can be. I mean, work. if I if I compare it to Nigeria, the only thing I can say is uh, overall for me, it's uh, ease. There's ease of access. If I want to come to your place, I have a lot of options. I can take the KTM, even though it's uh, trash. <laughs> it's the slowest <laughs> yes, yes. thing ever. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I can take LRT. There's that ease of movement. You can easily move from point A to point B. While in Nigeria, if you don't have a car, it's a little bit of a hiccup. You have to get a bike. The road is all crowded. It depends on where you stay anyway. For me, where I stay, it's a little bit of a challenge. Wait, wait, where do you stay when you're in Nigeria? I stay in Kaduna State. Oh, okay. Yes. And then in Kaduna State, 
I stay in somewhere called Rigasa. I know if my friends are listening <laughs> to this, they'll be laughing real hard. Yeah. Oh, why, why, it's why it's not, it's not one of the best places for you to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my dad decided to build a house there. <laughs> I just blame him all the time. Your mates are building houses in better places. You are building houses over here. <laughs> he did what he could do. Just yes, yes. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. So, yeah. I mean, he's... And then... Uh, for me, in terms of uh, IT, if you want to get maybe like Cisco routers, Cisco switches, it's very easy to get it over here. Yeah, you can just go to EB online, buy it. They can just easily ship it. And then what else? I'm into Kicks, um, Jordan specifically. It's very easy. The moment a new shoe is released, you can easily. It's funny I'm saying this, but it's important to me. So you can you can easily get it here. I don't think it's funny. It's fine. It's okay. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can easily just get it. The yeah. moment uh, Nike or the Jordan brand just announced, mm-hmm. you can easily get it in a day or two over here in Nigeria. Uh, you have to wait. If you're not careful, you might end up buying a fake one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's it. The experience for me, it's totally ease. Okay. Ease of access. Uh, whatever you need, you can easily get it. Yeah. Okay. What's your not so nice experience? So Oof. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess all Nigerians will agree on this. The police. Okay, yeah. yeah. But but I mean, uh, in all honesty, it's fine. But for the fact that uh, they just singled you out just for being a human being in your own skin, something that you cannot control, it, it's saddening, you understand? And then sometimes it's really embarrassing. Yeah, you, you understand? Be. Yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. So yeah, that's the that's the sad thing about Malaysia. For the fact that you can just be on your own doing your own thing, and police will just walk up to you or stop to you for some reason, right? There's no any other reason. It's just because I had this experience. I think I told you before. Uh, I was going the other direction. It's just the one way. The police are going at the other direction. They saw me. They had to U-turn, <laughs> come back to my own lane just to stop me. <laughs> you understand? It, it's were, crazy. Were, were you driving? Yeah, I was driving. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was driving. Usually, that's their excuse. Like, oh, he's driving. Maybe yeah, he doesn't yeah. have stuff. Yeah, they they stopped me and then what's was the passport? Yeah, passport I gave them. Where are you going to? What do you mean? Where am I going to? <laughs> where are you going? To? I'm going home, of course. Okay, uh, driver's license, I gave it to him, he checked the car, and then he said, okay, you can go. I was like, that's it? He said, yeah, that's it. He's like, okay. Yeah, you, but You know what that is called? That's called a random search, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's racial profiling. They, they just stopped you because of your... And then my housemate also has a lot of experiences, especially around Mid Valley. He used the KTM there a lot. They just stopped him on his own. I never experienced that myself, but he said sometimes they want to search his phone you want to see the content of his phone as well. That's, yeah, this, that's crazy. This is the second time I'm hearing someone mention that. Like, they want to see your what's on your phone. Yes. Like, your pictures. <coughs> yes. Your, your WhatsApp messages. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but they, they just want to do that. Every time I just think of that, it's... I mean, it's the uh, ugly part of being here. Oh, yeah. But, true. I mean, I always tell my friends, for the fact that they won't do shit to you if you have all your stuff in intact i mean stuff i mean your passport if you're driving your driver's license you have a uh, uh, valid road tax for the fact that they will let you go 
it's okay. Yeah, true. It's okay, right. but I but then the experience agree. and then you f- how you feel it, it's 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 different. One time I was in KTM with my friend, just sitting down waiting for the train. There's a bunch of people in KL Central. You know how it is in mm-hmm. KL Central, and then these guys just came up to us, out of the one thousand people or more that are there. Yeah. Then everybody was just looking at us. Yeah, they they create that impression that you've done something. Yes, yes, yes. So they just give people a very bad impression of black people, or you can see Nigerians. Mm. So people just see us in a different light, Mm. right? And meanwhile, there are a lot of people that are working honestly here, earning their halal money, (laughs) and then we're paying taxes as well. Yeah, true. Every month they take taxes out of your salary. So it means, in essence, you're paying for their salary. Yeah. Right? So it shouldn't be like that. I mean, there are good people, but I can say ninety percent of them are like that. Mm. But it's okay. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's not okay. That's that's the thing. It's, yes, it should not be seen as okay. Yeah. Even though it happens and it happens often, it's still not okay. Um, yeah, that's that part. I do understand. Um, what would you? What advice would you give to to someone who wants to do the same thing that you've done like who has studied informatics in nigeria or wherever it is they're from and they want to come here to continue studies to work um Mm. what advice would you have for them other experts like yourself i mean uh for me for me to be um, here as a technical trainer now it's been a long, long, rough road, <laughs> right? Uh, it's, it's, I, it's, it, it, it's, it's difficult. Right. It's difficult, but everybody can do it, mm-hmm. right? And then it requires a lot of patience. You got to be patient. So my advice is if you're coming to Malaysia, number one is the most important. You have to pick a really good school. Right. That is number one. Uh, for me, sometimes if I just say to the police, for instance... Or maybe any other Malaysian. It can be an Uber driver. It can be anybody else. I went to University of Malaya. Their impression of me just suddenly just changed. All right. And for me, it's just a normal school. It's not most of my housemates is going to University of Malaya. I have a bunch of friends going to UM. But to them, it's a prestigious university, which it is, of course. Yeah. You understand? But it what it it the way the weight that the school name carries is important. Yeah, true. Right? So you, besides the certificate you get, you get sort of like a street cred (laughs) (laughs) for going to that kind of school. So the school is really important. Not just the name of the school. There are a lot of good private schools. I don't want to mention any name. If I do, I'll just mention IUKL. (laughs) Free ads. Free ads, yes. (laughs) But then IUKL is really good. Uh, Why I went there is uh, two reasons. Number one, I looked at their cost content for networking. It really suits what i want to do they have a lot of networking network specific courses right and then all of my friends are there that's my number two reason that i went there so number one is you pick a really good school right and then you have to have a goal right what do you want to do after school right do you want to walk do you want to go back to nigeria do you want to continue your studies for instance Right, so if if you pick a really good school, I mean, you should have a goal before all this. Yeah. But in Malaysia, if you nowadays, because I think the immigration have a rule now, if you graduate, 
uh, maybe with a degree if you want to do a master's you need to go out of the country first even if it is in the same university oh really sounds crazy I didn't right even know that yes thing. yes i think university malaya also doing this now right. so even if you have a degree with um you want to do your master's you have to go out start the whole application from beginning all over again as if you've never been here before oh. so they making it a little bit more difficult so choosing a school uh don't ask your friends any information call the school yourself right. ask them for the information what are the visa process requirement what are the admissions requirement how much do i need to pay you yeah. understand yeah. and then after one week call again it's malaysia yeah. <laughs> you might probably get different information <laughs> from the same school again <laughs> sometimes i don't know maybe they don't they don't like yeah, sync together yeah. or something So you call again, mm-hmm. make sure that the information you get is from the school itself. Mm-hmm. Whatever your friends or I will tell you might change, mm-hmm. right? Like this policy I just mentioned now, it's new. A lot of schools are doing it. And then a lot of schools can tell you, uh, don't worry about it. I, I think they can just figure out that way, right? So find a very good school if you want to study. And then get all the requirements from the school. And then you come in. Whatever it is, the visa process is. make sure you go through it and then of course That it has to be the clean yeah. way yeah exactly yes. <laughs> so that life will be easy yeah. right and so once you come in to get a job is really difficult to be honest yeah. it's 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 really really difficult and then you might end up studying and working you might get a job in sales sure yes but if you have a goal it's a means towards the end yeah. <laughs> towards your end right yeah so I started in what we call profiling, virtual profiling. Right. You, what? what I do is what I started is um, it's for Cisco project. Right. So what I do is I just call technical companies. Or I speak to IT managers, try to get their requirements, what they can do for companies, um, if they have any requirement in purchasing Cisco devices. Right. So I try to see if there's a need. Right. It's like pre-sales, pre-sales yeah. not even sales. So if there's a need, I just pass it to the sales guys. So with with my master's degree, with my CCNA, it's all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing pre-sales after right. a while. So after a year, and that was able to put me in the position where I am now. Mm-hmm. I can be able to use my uh, skills per se. Is it skills or experience or knowledge or whatever you can call it? I can be able to use it as a technical trainer now. So and then the experience I have no knowledge no knowledge is a wasted knowledge. Exactly. I was going to say that yes, but yeah yes. that's so I was able to carry that into my trainings now I can be able to help the new uh, employees new agents because most of them are sales agents. Right. So I can be able to bring in that experience and then merge it with my uh, training and then how they can speak to the customer technically and how they can be able to converse with them try to get a need a requirement or whatever they are trying to get. So yeah. It's really difficult and then you have to be willing to accept in my case even though I have a masters in computer networks but I was willing to accept the pre-sales job which is uh which at the end of the day puts me in a better position. Yeah. So are you willing to do that? Yeah. Right. Okay, so it's yeah. like uh, making sure you get your feet into the door first. Yeah. And then you get to know people there that can be able to help you. Right. Yeah, true. Yes. True. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, um, 
even been in pre-sales, it was still IT technically. Yes, yes. Uh, in in some cases, it might be a completely different industry. Yes, even, so. yes. I, do, I mean, in the beginning, that was the reason I why I considered it. First, it was it was a crazy story, man. It was a crazy story. First, I was hired for Google project. I was so excited. I'm I was gonna be working for Google for works, and then I was supposed to resume what February 9, 2016. I showed up all dressed up, and they said, "Hey." Uh, your training is postponed. You gotta come back next week, which is February 13th. And then February 12th in the night, the HR guy just texted me and then later on sent an email. Your training has been postponed indefinitely. Okay. Yes. And the annoying part is I had two other offers with Capital Dynamics and uh, one data or this one network company around Bukibintan that yeah. time. I had three offers, so I picked the Google one and it turned out <laughs> I didn't get it at the end of the day. Yeah. Ouch, ouch, yeah, ouch. So it was bittersweet. So I February, I have to wait for two months. So the company just called me, hey, you've been waiting for two months. We have a pre-sales role, but isn't Cisco project, you want to take it? Like, I'm doing nothing. It's better than nothing, so I just took it. And that's how I started. But it's really difficult. Coming back to my point, it's really difficult, but you can do it. So what I will say is, go to LinkedIn. Don't just apply for the jobs. Connect. Yeah. Connect with people. Uh, reach out to recruiters. Uh, you can, If you want to apply to, let's say, which company? You want to apply to HP, for instance, right? Go to HP's page on LinkedIn. Look at the employees look for who the recruiter is and then connect to them. Send them an in email or in message. Hey, my name is this. I want to connect with you. This is a sell yourself basically. Yeah. Right. Not just applying for the jobs. If you do that, a thousand people are doing the same thing. Exactly. How <laughs> right. Do you, how do you stand how out? How do you yeah. stand out? Yes. So you reach out, make connections and then don't do this at the final year or right when you graduate because like I said earlier on once you graduate the Malaysian government expects you to leave in a month or two so you wouldn't have time to actually look for a job yeah. right so you have to start this before time yeah yes and then for some jobs it takes a while before they process and get back to you try to get all your documents for employment pass and the rest yeah so start on early on maybe towards your last year and then start slowly because you might end up applying to hundreds of jobs before you get one call. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that happens a lot. Yes. So, yeah. Because, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities, but they might end up telling you that uh, locals only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it's, it's another uh, difficult thing to, to, to handle over here. You can see uh, a lot of jobs. They're looking for somebody that is uh, CCNA certified. I'll be so excited. Oh, I'm suitable for this. While scrolling down towards the end, Malaysians, Malaysians only. Yeah, that always yeah. breaks my but heart. But <laughs> the thing is, I always ask, what do you mean by Malaysians only? Right? If, 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 uh, if it's a role that requires the Malay language, for instance, you can have an engineer that can speak Malay. Yeah, true. Right. Right? You can have, not even a Nigerian, you can have a French person, a Frenchman yeah. that can speak Malay. Yeah. So it means he can apply for that role as well. But if you say Malaysians only, it's been racist flat out. <laughs> uh, see, that's the thing. I've, I've actually considered this and I I still will not say, it's not racist per se. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's a country and they definitely want to put their people first. 
Um, it's the same. A lot of countries do the same. Like um, their citizens come first, and then it's only when it's a role or a job that their citizens can do, then they pass off to someone else or anyone else. Um, I don't know if in Nigeria we have the same. Um, uh, in Nigeria, we don't have. Uh, in Nigeria, I think we have like a quota system or something it's, for it's, if there's a job in Kaduna State, mm-hmm. they might say for uh people of state of origin yeah yeah they might say people from kaduna state first yeah see it's so, or they it's might have for like similar. 14 14 yeah. or they might say the first 14 positions are for people from, from this Kaduna. state yeah exactly but i mean ah this I is think this is this is the same principle this that is applies, though. Mm, yeah but it's it's up for debate okay. i i, I won't 100 agree with you because if 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 you look at other uh, job positions maybe in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. What you will see is French speaker, Spanish speaker. They won't say we want a Frenchman. They won't say we want somebody from we they won't say Europeans only. Yeah, usually they don't say <laughs> Europeans only. Yeah. They, they say um French speaker or whatever yeah. language or someone who doesn't need a work permit to do yes 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 job. yes you're right yeah, but, I but saw then that. these are countries that we have to acknowledge <laughs> are way advanced than yes, yes where malaysia or nigeria is currently yes, so. I, I agree with this i agree with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> this i agree with you yes you're right so i mean maybe it's the the language being because for me the way i see it if you say malaysians only what are you implying yeah true I might be a non-Malaysian, but I can speak the language. It means, and I have the skills to do the job. So it means I can do it, and I can speak the language. If you say a native Malay speaker, then it's a different situation, mm. right? Usually, I've not. I don't think I've ever seen anyone that has like native Malay speaker. They just say Malaysian. Yeah, Malay is Malaysian only. Usually, it's Malaysian. And then sometimes they have those required languages where there's Malay, oh, Chinese, Chinese, and English. And oh. those you just for me, I'm just like, yeah, that's not okay. Me, so. Even though uh, you're the one asking the questions, yeah, uh, yeah. let me ask you this. Feel free. How about if you're looking for a house to rent, whereby right. they see we rent out to Chinese only? Yeah, is that, that is, considered racism or not? Yeah, it's see. Um, <laughs> this I think says um, the online uh, publication or online community has mm. reviewed or done something about this. They don't even just. Um, it's not just Nigerians or yes, foreigners. Yes, yes. It affects like um, other locals, Chinese, yes, Indians, Indians as well. Yes. Yeah. I actually read one on Business Insider. Okay. So she's talking about her experience. It's just it's just all about the housing market in Malaysia and and racism. Right. That's just what the article is about. Yeah. So the one that stick with me is uh, this lady. She's Indian Chinese. So right. she's speaking to a Chinese uh, agent. Right. Right. So. Then he's asking her that uh, this particular apartment is uh, for Chinese only. Okay. Then she said, yeah, but I'm Indian Chinese. Uh, do you know what this dude asks her next? Uh, which one do you look more? Are you more Indian or are you more <laughs> Chinese? How do you look like? Can you imagine? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. You can't say stuff like that. Actually, you understand? They, it, you, they shouldn't say stuff like that. Yes. They can't. That's the problem. Yeah. And then there's nothing like um, racism act. Yeah, there's, no, there's yes, no rules. Or there's no rule against laws it. Laws against yes, it. Yes, so yes. It's, it's like fair ground, fair play for everyone, yes. anyone who wants yes. to do that. So, so I can just have an apartment and decide uh, this apartment. 
I can just choose any country I like. This apartment, this X Y Z race yeah. cannot stay in my apartment, exactly. and people can do shit about it. Yeah, no one. You can't do anything. It's the person's <laughs> apartment. He bought it with his money, and he's deciding who stays there. Yeah, unfortunately. Yes. But yeah. Yes. So bringing uh, coming back to the jobs, it's 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 really difficult, but. Okay. I mean, start applying earlier on. There's a lot of websites beside LinkedIn. Uh, you can go to Job Street. Job Street. I never have any response from Job Street <laughs> anyway. But you can go to Monster as well. Monster is really good. Uh, and you set up a profile, and they send you job recommendations based on your profile. Right. And then you can reach out to your friends also. Reach yeah. out to people. Um, maybe people like us already working. Yeah. If there's anything around, and there's always the referral programs. Yeah. And then walk-in also is important. You can just walk into some companies. You can walk in with your CV all dressed up. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> and then just be ready for interview. Maybe they might interview you uh, on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. So for a job, that's it. If if you want to stay here, yeah. I mean, if you want to stay. If, if you want to stay here. If you want to stay. If you don't want to stay here. Hmm. If you don't want to stay here in Malaysia, and then you have money. Uh, it's best to just apply in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but if you're coming to Malaysia and then you want to stay here, then, yeah. Because why I said if you have money, the cost of living is uh, comparatively cheap over here as yeah. compared to Europe. Yeah. And then the visa process, I don't know how it is now. It might be, previously it was easy to come over here for Nigerians as compared to there, even though a lot of our brothers and sisters are moving around. So if you know your ways, you can, <laughs> but... If you want to come to Malaysia, then yeah, I have I have few friends that didn't study in Malaysia. They came to Nigeria directly for work. All right. Yes, and and they're still working over here. All right. All right. So it's all possible. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's, all, it's all possible. Depends on your luck. All right. It's all possible. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know. Yes, and then I have people that come also didn't get the job and have to go back. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it works. It works both ways. <laughs> it works both ways exactly. It works both both ways. Yeah. All right. Um, that's. You have anything you want to say to anything else you want to add? Um, what you think people should know about Usman, about working or being an other expat in Malaysia, um, about living here? I mean, it's it's uh it's comfortable. Uh, it's it's quiet, and then. I mean, to a certain level, you can be yourself. You can be whatever you want to be. If you want to study, if you want to work hard, if you want to party hard, <laughs> there's all, there's everything for everyone. Right. And then for me now, I'm trying to uh, maybe there's something I can share with everyone. Uh, I just read something about the two-minute rule. Right. So uh, it's basically uh, if you want to do anything, whatever it is, right. it takes two minutes to get started, right? If if I want to write a book. It takes two minutes to get a pen and paper and write my first word. Exactly. Right. It it's it's better than two minutes ago than yeah. that you don't have anything really. <laughs> right. Same thing if you just finish eating. If it takes two minutes, just do it instead of leaving the plates there in my last right. few days. <laughs> you can just take it to the dishwasher, just wash it, and in two minutes you're done. You're done. Yeah. Right. If you want to go for a run, don't think about it. Just get up. In two minutes you have your running shoes on, yeah. and you're out of the door. Right. So same thing, right? Like what uh, is it? Isaac Newton. He said, an object in motion keeps moving until it stops, and yeah. then object in a static position remains in that yeah. static position. Yeah. So all it takes, guys, is just two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it from me. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, that's that's Osman. Um, and that's it from this episode of the Other Experts podcast. Um, thank you, Usman, for coming on the show today. Um, till next time, uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks, Chucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good. <laughs> the Other Experts podcast is produced by Blast Studios. The sound design is by Big Main Sound Machine. And the intro was created by the Small Room Production. You can and should subscribe to the Other Expert podcast on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud and sign up for our monthly newsletters on the otherexperts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn and email us at any time on or via inquiry at otherexperts.com. Thank you.